0: Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Discover a new
1: perspective. God and our dogs.
0: Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at godandourdogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to him, God's purpose for our life, and belonging to his family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us apply scripture to everyday life with our dogs and God. Go to GodinOurDogs.com and click sign up for insider news so you can catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and our Dogs pages on social media. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Cassandra Mitchell, owner of Healthy Treats for You, and author of The Happiness Formula. She is energetic, scholastic, God-fearing, and happy. Best of all, her small dog would introduce her as, this is the lady who takes care of me and I own her. (laughs) And her large dog would introduce her as, this is my master, stay away from her. Welcome, Cassandra. I can't wait to hear about the dogs behind your introduction. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) definitely.
0: That's funny. It's true. Yeah, well, Cassandra, you had dogs as a child. What kind of dogs stand out in your mind? The
1: dog who I remember most, I've had dogs forever, like I don't, I'm certain I was born and there was a dog in the house. Mm -hmm. But the dog that I remember most, probably because she was the largest dog we've ever had, was a Great Dane. Wow. Her name was Sandy. Uh, like all of our dogs, how Sandy came to us, typical foster in a box somewhere, or somebody gave it up, you know, um, we're one of those families, we take rescue dogs. Sandy came to us because a family couldn't take care of her anymore, and so this huge already adult dog, so she was older, uh, I was uh, in elementary and then junior high, and so I'm in seventh grade at this point, junior high, and um, this is a story that sort of, Sandy was just a big dog, right? She's yeah. practically bigger than me. Um, what I remember in particular, and the reason why she this is a story that comes to mind is because um, Pat, she died. Um, dogs do that, their mm-hmm. lifetimes are short. And my mother let me be real clear my mother took care of the dog because mm-hmm. did not take care of this dog. <laughs> <laughs> but it was my dog, right? You uh-huh. know, sure. um, typical every parent knows that. Um, you yeah. your child's dog, but you do all the work. So Sandy had passed. My mom obviously had taken care of it, her, and comes to the school to let me know when you get home. Sandy's not going to be there. I had some after school activities and she said, do you want to come home? And I thought, well, no, let me finish out what I have to do here. But I was upset. So I was crying. Uh, I go back to my friend group. Um, you know, I'm crying. I'm upset. I'm pretty distraught. <laughs> and a couple people like made fun of me, laughed. And I was in hindsight. Now, I, you know, you kind of know in hindsight's 2020. I look back and realize First of all, that's pretty mean. (laughs) Welcome to junior high. We know that reality. Uh But also, what it was, what I recognized was the reason I was so upset, and I wasn't sure at the time, like, why are you laughing at me? Is there something wrong with me that I'm crying about this dog, right? Maybe Uh that's not cool, normal. I didn't know. It was kind of my first experience. What I realized was I loved that dog, and that's real love. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. I think of my first real experience with loving something that, yes, even though I didn't do all the work for her, we cared for her. Right. I was her caretaker. She was a part of your family, a part of your life. And, uh, and she was gone, and I knew I'd never see her again. I'd never be able to run around with her. So just that sense of mortality kind of really came forward. Um, all the parts of losing something someone Mm-hmm. love and and I was pleased to know I felt something uh, a little sad that my friends laughed but that was their childhood adolescence more right. than anything right I, I, abs- I, I forgive them um, but yeah so it was that was my first I think loss in life that I'm aware of and mm-hmm. so it was kind of beautiful too on some levels right when you recognize gosh I loved something right you know so I hold on to that I guess part of it right mm-hmm. you know recognizing loss occurs but I still had the chance to love
0: yeah, and I think as a as a young person, I won't call you a child, junior high isn't really a child uh, yeah. anymore, but um you know, there's a certain reality of life. Yes. Right? And you're not always exposed to that. And maybe mm. it was even uncomfortable laughing from your friends. Sure. Indeed. You know? yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it was real. Life is real. Yes.
1: Yes, um, and I think that's partly too. And again, that, exactly that. You, I cried because it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense, right? Like, like death. It's like all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is
0: real. Like, I'll never see this person, mm-hmm. dog again. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a weird reality yeah. to have and, to confront. And that part of your life, you know, you're used to hanging out with your dog after yep. school or yep. whatever it is, and all of a sudden, yeah. no, uh, no planning. Yep. It's gone. Yep. Yeah, that's tough reality. Yeah. 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 I mean,
1: it's real, but, you know, we all have to walk through it. But mm-hmm. I think it's, again, it's one of those memories that of all the dogs, when you ask me who I remember, I remember other dogs too, but, like, that's a big story mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I remember. So,
0: yeah, it also kind of puts a different perspective on how you live life in a way, not that it would probably strike you so much as a kid, but maybe looking back on those experiences as an adult, it helps
1: well actually wildly enough it did make me acutely aware of Mm -hmm. the preciousness of life Mm -hmm. I really was probably a little more hypersensitive to that because you never know that's right right no days guaranteed Mm -hmm. so
0: I didn't you know live in any fear of that concept just it's real Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) definitely well and in talking about real um you you told me before the show you really had dogs your whole life just like in your childhood and in thinking about that you said something to me that I thought was really interesting I've had a lot of guests that tell me before the show they learned a lot from their dog about unconditional love Mm. and you said the very same thing Mm -hmm. but the thing you said with it kind of I'd like to explore that a little bit there's a balance Mm. because there's the responsibility Mm. that comes with it and you talked about having a deeper understanding of what dying to self Mm. means and sometimes some of these concepts are hard to Mm. understand but when we look at them in the context of our relationship with our dogs Mm. they become a little bit easier oh okay I get that yes you know so tell me what you learned about dying to self with every single dog
1: their responsibilities they change your life flow you can't be gone for a 10-hour workday, you have to get home and let them out. Maybe other people, I don't like my dogs being kenneled more than like four or five hours. I just Mm. feel like they need to get out, they need to run around. Um, I do have my dogs in kennels in in my home. They have their own little safe space, but I let them out. So yeah, I have to adjust my entire flow of the day. I, I for many years worked out of my home, worked remote, even when I worked in corporate. And I had to literally think about, okay, wait a minute. Where am I traveling? How can I get home? If I'm not going to be home, how do I do this differently? Can I leave them out for a few hours? What will they destroy? <laughs> yeah. know, so, and then knowing that they might chew up my brand new shoes and I'm not going to get mad because, you know, those shoes might've cost me $170. I cannot believe I, I just chewed my $170 shoes, <laughs> but I left them out because I wasn't going to be able to be home. And mm-hmm. so- There you go. My shoes were eaten. So, I mean, these are the stories, again, story after story after story of just, I have to adjust my life for this Mm -hmm. furry little beast, right? Right. And um, yeah, I'm the human, but I took a responsibility to take care of this creature Mm -hmm. and I took it seriously. So yeah, lots of dying to self, including again, all the money I've, had to spend on taking care
0: of them yeah yeah right so so dying to self kind of goes along with unconditional love because you don't love the dogs because they don't chew your shoes you know yes yeah I mean
1: it's and and there are times so over the course of stories some stories that come up are more about the dogs of my husband um I didn't always get to choose, so it's not always my choice what dog is in the home. And maybe it's not a dog. I mean, just straight up, there have been some dogs I didn't, wouldn't have been my choice. Not that I don't, you can't not like a dog. Everybody likes a dog. Mm -hmm. I do. You know, Mm -hmm. dogs are cute. (laughs) You like them. But sometimes they're just not your cup of tea. So I've had some dogs that weren't my cup of tea, but I'm the one that feeds them and bathes Mm -hmm. them and takes them. I'm the one that does all the caretaking. Just again, because I'm dutiful and I do that and that's my job and it's a dog and it needs you to Mm -hmm. like, it's like a kid,
0: take care of a kid. So what can we learn about God's unconditional love for us Mm. as a result (laughs) of dying to self? I'm certain some of us aren't his
1: cup of tea at times, right? (laughs) Thank goodness he loves us all, but no, he doesn't like all of our behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. Very clearly, uh, we do not behave in a manner that's respectful, respectful that's uh, even in line with what he would like for us because he knows it's best for us. And we absolutely rebel, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not even, we don't have the excuse of being a dog who's going to chew a shoe. We're making active choices, right? Um, And he still takes care of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing when you actually put it in the human context to relationship to God, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a little more easy when you can look at a dog, but we're making active choices of disobedience many a times. Mm -hmm. And he's still ready with like the prodigal son, right? Arms open, looking for you, waiting for you, standing there scouring the countryside, wondering when you're going to return home. I mean, mm-hmm. that just, yeah, I'm I'm pretty certain. I mean, I have lost a dog and yes, I did go look for it. So yeah, I can have a little bit of that, maybe prodigal son, mm-hmm. the
0: father looking for your child, mm-hmm. you know, situation, yeah. but- Yeah, yeah, it's it's a wonderful lesson. Well, before we learn a little bit more about your dog experiences, especially with your two current dogs, Mm -hmm. let's take a little break and I'll tell you and our listeners about our website and our sponsors. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscom Law. Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godnordogs.com including my blog and the sign-up for a weekly Thought to Ponder with stories based on My Dogs on the Wanna Treat page. You can also listen to those Thoughts to Ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for our newsletter, updates, and resources. That's GodInOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs. This is Connie Klein with Hill Country Mission for Health, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Well, we are back on God and Our Dogs, and this is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Cassandra Mitchell, owner of Healthy Treats for You, and author of The Happiness Formula. Before the break, Cassandra told us about childhood dog Sandy and the lessons we can learn about dying to self from our dogs and also how that complements unconditional love. Um, So, Cassandra, I want you to tell us about your two current dogs. They are, like, totally opposite from one um, one another. Yes.
1: So, like all the dogs, rescues. uh, Roxy is, goodness, about 10 years old now. Got her from a, you know, no-kill shelter. Uh, She had already been, she's a little older. She's around three-ish, so she had... Who knows what had happened to her before right uh she was definitely she didn't bark for the first month, so I thought maybe I'd got a barkless dog um i she was just scared trying to you know acclimate herself to a new home so Roxy's been with me the longest little twelve pound jack Russell chihuahua mix a jack Chi. I can't even yeah. imagine what yeah. that looks like she's um <laughs> yeah she's a hearty little dog with the chihuahua kind of skittishness and fear mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. um but but she can she can run a few miles with you so she's a she's a good a good sturdy dog because mm-hmm. of her jack russell. Um so that's Roxy. Uh in 2000 in 2019 we got a, a couple month old another rescue. She was born under a truck and all greasy, full of fleas. Definitely her parents were uh, great pyrenees. Uh-huh. And the father was a great pyrenees and the mother was a cagle. They're like a they're definitely a herding, a shepherd type yes, of a dog. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. um, and they're kind of—they're a little more. You have to really spend a lot of time socializing them because they're a little bit vicious. They're very much guard dogs. Unfortunately, we got her at the end of 2019. Mind you, we went into the lockdown in 2020. Yeah. She had no socializing, really. And uh-huh. so we didn't get that opportunity. So I think that, and at this point now, she's, so that was 2019. We, she, at this point, she's about 80 pounds. So she didn't, she didn't become as huge as some of the great Pyrenees can. And, but she definitely has that uh, for me. She, I am, she protects me. She does not like people getting near me. She doesn't, um, when we walk on the streets, uh, she definitely, if I'm with her, she's fine with my husband. When I'm with her, she's definitely on guard and mm-hmm. doesn't want people coming near me. So I guess I'm. she thinks I'm a herd or something that she needs yeah. to protect me. But uh, the two of them, and so at one point, I mean, because Roxy's the oldest. I mean, Roxy's 10 years old, and, you know, Sophie's like three at this point. And Sophie, it's funny because she's huge. I mean, Roxy, I mean, she's compared to, Ro- you know, Roxy has to jump up to even, like, kind of get at her. And Roxy's always jumping up and biting at her and has a whole mouth full of fur all the time, you know, because she's just trying to get this big dog to get out of her way, right? And Zofie's uh-huh. Sophie's still a puppy for all intents and purposes. She still wants to play.
0: Uh-huh. So uh-huh. They're just funny. Two different kinds of bookends. Huh? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, you talked a little bit um, in the first part of the show about routine. What's mm. the routine like in your home?
1: Yeah. Because, especially because of Zofie in particular, it needs to be pretty tight. Um, again, big big dog, big energy, still a puppy – Again, just her, her protective nature. So, get up. My husband and I get up at five, five thirty every morning. We have coffee for a, at about an hour or so. Get the dogs up, take them on a walk. Usually, my husband might even go further. I don't take Roxy as far anymore. She's a little older, can't mm-hmm. see as well. Uh, but Zophie, she'll go on a a mile or two walk and even a little bit of run with my husband, which is odd for great Pyrenees, but she's been trained that way. Uh-huh. Um, any case, get them home, feed them, play with them a little bit. They'll be kenneled for a few hours. We'll let them out. They'll have snacks. Um Again, it's sort of this, and then you know, dinner and then in bed in their kennel. So, this is like the daily routine, but then even Mondays and Thursdays, Zophie actually goes to um, Wagmore Prep Resort and she does her play date there because, again, so much energy. So, just to kind of calm her down and get her to have some playtime, that actually helped with her socialization being at the uh-huh. resort. The, but uh, yeah, we do this. Pretty much every week. So, yeah, this dog's very expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Getting back to the dying person to sell. Dying to sell (laughs) part. Yeah. But, again, again, it's one of those deals I thought. I mean, she literally is. I know exactly how much I spend on Roxy every month and I know how much it is about 10 times as expensive with Sophie (laughs) from the food and the kenneling and everything. And holy mother,
0: you know, um, it's a line item in my budget with this dog and that's,
1: you know, it's, it's all
0: right. It's worth it. Well, what does having that kind of routine bring to your dog's life? Mm. So if we get off kilter, you know, with that kind of routine,
1: they, so the, they yipe at each other they, they try to protect me more so they get jealous of each other over me or mm. jealous over me and so if we don't kind of keep them in that rhythm and we break it up somehow it's like as if somehow they it gets off and their little brains suddenly goes into some other mode so roxy will attack zophie more uh-huh. now, zophie's big and she doesn't growl at roxy she doesn't bite at her but every once in a while she'll get annoyed it's a little scary she can be very scary um she's a big dog and so Again, when we get off kilter. I notice they get more jealous of me. Mm. Um, we get off kilter. They definitely. Sophie, in particular, just gets hyper, like um, frenetic, oh, almost frenetic. Like if you visit our house, she our back railing, she has chewed it up. It is a wood railing that has been replaced a couple times, and it's okay. We just at this point, I'm leaving it chewed up because I'm tired of replacing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's it, it's interesting. It's almost like clockwork if we don't, if we don't put them in their kennel for those few hours and then break it up, give them an, I always have first nap, you know, first nap, second nap, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, it's fascinating.
0: In some ways, it almost sounds like they're freer to actually be who they are. Um, having yes. that routine instead of feeling like they're not getting enough from you, yes. you know, ha- the routine lets them enjoy their life a little yes. bit
1: more. Yes, yes. I mean, it's, Humans are the same way, right? We get, it's why when holidays come up, even though we love them, we also get a little off kilter because it's messing with our routine. When people visit our home, again, we love to open our homes, a lot of us do, but then we also recognize, holy smokes, I just got off. I'm tired. you know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a little I'm snipping at people a little bit more because, you, again, you, we do have a rhythm. There's a cadence to how we sleep and everything. And so it's it's very obvious with the dogs. Right. It's mm-hmm. not always obvious with humans where we don't always recognize it. But we are we're creatures of habit as well. Mm-hmm. We 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 like that. And again, you could argue sometimes that maybe we need to change it up a little bit. And that's fine. That's a different lesson in life. But it's very obvious.
0: Yeah. That. Well, you know, you made a really interesting comment to me Um, relating to the routine. Mm. And, um, you know, God gave man, Mm. really Adam, a big command to have dominion. Yes. So what does dominion mean to you? Yes. So
1: this is, yes, this is precisely what, um, why I think I recognize my role as being responsible, having stewardship, um, controlling the elements of chaos for my dogs So when the Lord says, um, man is to have dominion, subdue the earth and rule over it, it is not in a context of um, power, a context of I'm better than, I'm over you. It's a context of I'm setting order and discipline so you can be, you can enjoy life. And I I always use the example, the bumpers on your bowling lane, Mm -hmm. everybody's going to a bowling alley you know, if you're not that great of a bowler, the ball ends up in the gutter, right? The bumpers keep you at least on the path. So at least you'll get one pin, right? (laughs) At least least you'll kind of hit the mark a little bit, right? And so it's these bumpers, right? And this is what our role um, is to steward, manage calm in the chaos. Because if you don't add the bumpers, the trees will overgrow, the vines will overgrow, the water will overstep its bounds, you know, life will uh, deteriorate. Mm -hmm. It doesn't Uh, There is such thing as life, if you don't order it, will end up in chaos. There's Mm -hmm. rules
0: and there's regulations for a reason. Yeah. Well, I wonder, okay, so if God formed us Mm -hmm. in his image and we have his character um, as a result. If he tells us to have dominion Mm -hmm. over creation, Mm -hmm. does God have dominion over us? Absolutely. So what does that bring to our life? (sighs) My
1: experience has been, given I did not always follow God, so I didn't actually uh, decide that Jesus was Lord and Savior until I was like 35, 36, 37. So up until, and I'm, you know, 53. So up until that point... Uh, I absolutely lived in the world where sort of I ran the show, mm-hmm. um, and I did fine. By society standards, a lot of things were fine, uh, great even, good, successful by a lot of society standards. But for me, there were things that were off, and in particular, I should have been joy-filled. I should have been on top of the world based on everything that, again, society says you mm-hmm. should have, and I had done all those things, and I wasn't in accepting Christ, that really just long, make a long story very short, because there's a lot of story that goes into that. <laughs> it wasn't an overnight decision. In making the final decision, and then now walking with Christ over all those years, I have seen a dramatic difference in terms of the ability to remain in a calm, joy-filled, more productive, more successful life for myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is not the prosperity gospel in any capacity, but I have been a whole heck of a lot more successful overall. I mean, it's been phenomenal to me to look at the differences. And I don't, I mean, health, wealth, peace, joy, success, relationships, et cetera, in
0: that sort of walking with the Lord process. So is that kind of put, put it kind of in the right order for you? Yeah.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, again, it, you had mentioned, you had made the statement by giving my dogs the, the structure and the discipline and here's the routine. They live happy, joyous and free. I can watch them, they they're they, they happier with each other, they're happier with me, they're happier with other people. Same thing. The Lord gave me once i finally decided to listen it it, ha- it was there all the time but once i finally decided to follow it the order and the discipline and once i started following it, i was like oh my gosh this is so much better yeah like everything is so much better it it and it actually it helped me raise my son differently cuz i told him, I said just, just follow the rules it's so much easier just to follow the rules i mean mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i mean i had no idea that yeah. the, those rules were good you know the lord's
0: order was good for those you. were those bumpers <laughs> yeah. you know
1: anyway yeah took well, me a long time great. to figure
0: that out. Well, you know, we said it in your introduction. You're a happy yes, person. Amen, and yes. um, you're even retired, but you sure don't act retired. No. So what are you doing with your retirement? Oh, geez. My current project in retirement. So um, I have the good
1: fortune that I was able to retire early. And in the process, um, you know, wrote a book, authored the book, The Happiness Formula, which is research on, so what does it take, what's the research behind happiness? So that came out in 2019. Um, I started a sort of a coaching program business. I'm speaking. So um, I've sort of been doing that. But the latest venture, my new venture, is to, um, I own and operate healthy vending machines. Uh-huh. So these are vending machines. Everyone knows what a vending machine looks like. Mine are better looking. They're very pretty.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs>
1: um, and, but they're vending machines. They have, they have about 21 snacks and nine drinks. And I focus on, um, everything's not textbook healthy, but it's, I focus on chemicals. I always tell people this is not diet food. Your body knows what to do with sugar. Your body knows what to do with fat. It doesn't know what to do with chemicals. And so most of the products are about, um, trying to just look at the the, the actual ingredient list. So it's a little, so if you're going to eat junk food, you might as well eat better junk food. I always tell people, yeah, you so.
0: know what the ingredients yes. are. Yeah.
1: So, um, this is my newest venture. Um, I, I started it in particular because I again, I mentioned I retired it, It's a blessing. It's an amazing position to be in life, and I, it's an opportunity. I literally get to work and give all the money to charity. So all 100% of all proceed proceeds go to uh, charities of my choice all around the world, so groups I've been supporting for years. Uh-huh. And every year, new groups get added to the list, um, and so it's fun. So it's nice because it is, no, it's not a nonprofit. This is a private business. I own it. I own the machines. Um, but I get to give the money mm-hmm. away yeah nice. so if somebody wanted to learn about healthy treats for you mm-hmm. where would they find you So it is healthytreatstx.com is the web's website um, So I, and I'm all over I mean you just type in Cassandra Vitaka Mitchell's my full name but yeah so healthytreatstx.com is the website um, obviously Facebook and Instagram's mm-hmm. and all that I don't I don't even know all this technology but it's out there somewhere. Out there. Um, And, yeah, and I do actually would be great if someone – I have about five machines that need homes. um, So it would be great if folks that have – you know, my my auto dealerships do really well because clients are waiting for their cars. My Mm -hmm. my medical office buildings do well because people are waiting for their doctor's appointment. Actually, the place that's the most successful is my computer, my information technology company because there's all these – wonderful professionals sitting at their desk doing work right yeah so they they really love my treats that's
0: awesome that's awesome (laughs) well cassandra mitchell we're so happy to have had you on god and our dogs and hear your stories and we appreciate you joining us it's been a pleasure thank you very much well before we bring the show to a close i'd like to leave with a thought to ponder yes that's p-a-w-n-d-e-r We don't often think of routine as bringing order into our lives. Sometimes we even fight against routine. I ponder, if we think of routine as a way God can bring order into our lives, would we view it in a more positive light? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godinourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and our social media pages. Sign up for insider news on godandourdogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God. way our dogs rely on us discover a new perspective god and our dogs god and our dogs dot com bernie radio 103.9 fm now let's head over to the patrick heath public library with miss constance for children's story time The Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4. This is Bernie Radio.